time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, December 7th, 2020. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Hope you enjoyed our episodes last week with uh, especially our Friday edition, the interview I had with Chris Calderon. If you haven't had a chance, go back and give that a listen. We also had a segment, Suds with Studs, where we talked about today's date, December 7th, 1941 to be specific, a date which will live in infamy. I won't repeat myself on that, but I hope you guys had a chance to look up some information about Pearl Harbor, the aftermath, and kind of why that date is so important. So happy Monday to everyone out there. Appreciate you guys starting your week off with us or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Well, it's Monday and a lot of things we've been doing on the Monday segments here uh, the past month or so is pretty much a sports recap show. We recap the events from the weekend that was mostly regarding the NFL action, but we do talk a little bit of boxing, maybe some college football as well. Uh, anything that comes up over the weekend, some golf, uh, all kinds of different topics and subjects. Uh, today we are going to be joined by Sam Hersema once again, uh, my brother who's been on this program a couple different times with different interviews. Uh, but a couple weeks ago we did this segment, this um Monday episode or a Monday episode uh, with a sports recap kind of uh, just uh, uh, what's the word? I'm sorry, guys. It's uh, <laughs> sports recap. I just is as far as our segment goes. Anyway, uh, it, it w- went really well uh, last week. Sam, uh, Sam disappeared uh, Sunday night, so we weren't able to record, but uh, I was able to sit down in a zoom call with my brother, Sam on Sunday evening to put out an episode for Monday to, uh, to discuss mostly what happened in the NFL. But we also did talk about a little bit of boxing. We talked about, uh, kind of what it would be like to have a, a cornerman, a, a corner, uh, you know, like boxers who go into the corner and they have a trainer and, you know, a coach and everything there. And, you know, uh, putting bandages on you, giving you water, giving you that pep talk. And, and Sam had some comments on what that would be like in, in real life. Uh, a couple subjects before I get into the NFL action with my brother. You know, there was a pretty disgusting um, event that occurred in Texas. And it was a Texas uh, football player, high school football player, was ejected from a game, a playoff game, uh, for an illegal hit on Thursday. And, uh, the referee, Fred Garcia, uh, made the announcement of the ejection. And then this player, uh, Emmanuel Duran, uh, ran out onto the field and, uh, rather cowardly act. I, I might add, um, slammed into the referee, knocked him to the ground, blindsided him, uh, more than likely injured him. And, uh, this was after he was ejected. So he, he was, uh, uh, he he was grabbed by uh, you know personnel and everything. He was escorted by this uh, from the stadium by police officers. He was charged with assault. Um, you know, my opinion of, of stuff like this that happens is uh, this player should never play again. I don't know if he was a senior or, or not. Well, let's see. Yeah, he was a senior. So he, his high school career is over. Um, one thing I was glad that Texas did was uh, the team who won the game they were removed from the playoffs uh, as one of its players uh, because one of those players faced assault charges. And and I applaud the state of Texas for that. The the Texas, uh, uh, whatever the athletic commission is or whatever, I I think it's a good move by them Uh, because this is just unacceptable. I don't care how bad a call is. I don't care what the situation was. The, the, the actions of this individual were repulsive. And unfortunately, this pops up every now and then in sports. Um, you know, referees get attacked, officials get attacked, and it sickens me because I was in that business a long time. And I think most people condone it. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is this is terrible." Um, but what kills me is that I think this speaks volumes as to where we're at in society. I think it speaks 
to the fact that we have a real tough time with authority. Referees are not police officers. However, this attack on police officers, this attack on uh, authority, not respecting authority, I think has trickled down somewhat. When when kids see adults uh, talking crap on the police, uh, you know, basically childish like behavior that we've seen the past few months in in some situations, um, I think there is carryover. When I've always said, when the adults in the room are acting like children and the children in the room have to act like adults to keep the peace or whatever, it's not a good situation. So I'm not saying this kid saw on TV, you know, some police being attacked and thought, oh, this is a good idea. But I am saying it is interesting that um, we've seen more of this, more of officials getting attacked like this and in all different parts of the country. It's not like a thing that's happening all the time or anything, but I think it's happening more now because there's an issue with authority in our country. People don't respect police like they used to. I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, bad cops, good cops. We all know there's bad cops and the overwhelming majority is uh, good cops. All right. So I'm sure there'll be somebody who wants to defend what this player did in in attacking, blindsiding, and just totally decking a referee. Um, I don't think he should ever play sports again. Ever. Unfortunately, if this guy were good enough, he probably would play college somewhere because college teams want to win and they, they overlook uh, off the field or, or in this situation on the field actions if a guy can play. So uh, apparently this guy, uh, Duran, he, he's also, uh, he was a kicker and a punter and a star wrestler at this high school. I, I don't think he should play any sports ever again. That's what I think. Well, Matt, that's kind of harsh. No, it's not. It's not harsh. He could have physically injured somebody because of a tantrum that he threw. And, and to me, when, when you punish people, here's my thing. Anytime you punish somebody, it's not about, oh, you're, you're ruining that person's career or whatever. It's sending the message to other people. It's sending the message that this is not tolerated. All right. It's not about that specific instance. Think about it at a job. Like if, if someone were to get fired for something that, eh, that's a pretty, that's a fireable offense or whatever. Maybe they didn't, maybe it, firing them was a little over the line. Like, okay, really? Did they need to get fired for that? But it's sending a message. It's sending that like, hey, this isn't going to be tolerated or anything even remotely close to this. You know, I always look at things from an officiating standpoint. And there were some game, uh, I think it was the Dolphins Bengals on Sunday, where there were a few ejections. And after they had one skirmish with punches thrown and a couple ejections, they had another situation later. And it was way more more mild than the first part, the first big uh, situation. But again, they flagged the dudes again, and they were like, no, we've already had a bunch of nonsense. Now, now anything you do, any, any misstep you have, we're flagging you. We're ejecting guys. We're, you know, sometimes you have to do that. You don't walk on the field that way as an official. Like, oh, we're going we're gonna to take care of everyone. We're not taking any crap today. All right, but sometimes the game dictates what you have to do. And I look at it that way in other walks of life. Again, with your employer, eh, maybe – you shouldn't have been punished for the mistake you did or something you did that was wrong, but it wasn't that bad. But unfortunately, you have to set a tone. A lot of you guys are parents out there. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not a parent, so I can't I, I can't really comment from that experience, but I'll say I got to imagine that you guys sometimes punish your kids based off of uh, setting an example, not just to them, but your other kids. Like, oh, don't do that again. I know when Sam... And I were growing up, I learned pretty quick not to do stupid things and get, you know, I didn't like being punished. And then I also saw Sam, who was younger than me, getting punished more than I was because he didn't learn quick enough. And that always educated me like, oh, okay, well, if I don't do those things, those bad things don't happen to me. What a concept. So uh, Sam's on the program today. So that's just my little jab at him. Uh, but anyway, I think you guys get where I'm going with that. That player um, is uh, what he did in Texas reprehensible should never play again at any level in my opinion um let's see here uh errol spence fought over the weekend a boxer from dallas uh he had not fought in like a year and a half he was in a horrific car accident where he flipped his ferrari uh was charged with the dui and uh, this was a while ago but a heck of a boxer one of the best in the world at the welterweight 
division, and uh, he dominated Danny Garcia on Saturday night, uh, hopefully setting up in the summer uh, potentially a, a date with uh, Terrence Crawford, who is the other uh, welterweight phenom. Uh, kind of on the top rank side of things. I don't know how many of you guys follow boxing, but that is a fight I've been talking about a long time. Something I really want to see happen is Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford fight. And hopefully, now that they've both gotten in the ring here in 2020, uh, we can look forward and maybe see that fight in 2021. If people can just make it happen. I, I don't know if there'll be fans in the stands or not, although there were in Texas at Jerry's World. That was pretty awesome to see. And... uh uh, whatever they got to do to make that fight happen. I think as far as non-heavyweight fights go, uh, that's a big one, and I think many people would like to see. Uh, Spence looked great. Yeah, he really did dominate. Uh, it was kind of like nine rounds to three rounds, and, and there was even skeptics about it if, if Garcia earned uh, three rounds or not. But there was worry about Spence going in the ring after fighting or having not fought in a long time and being in a horrific car accident, what that would do to him. Uh, but anyway, he did great. Um, he outboxed Danny Garcia, and it was a really good fight. And I'm really looking forward to a potential Spence Crawford fight, fight in uh, 2021. Fingers crossed. Let's uh, hope we see it happen. Uh, I think it would be one of the best buildups uh, out there to a, a big fight, and uh, would be a lot of fun. Um, Floyd Mayweather Jr. He announced that he's going to come back in the ring and fight uh, Logan Paul. I talk about that with Sam a little bit, so I won't uh, get too much into that, but. Uh, I think Mayweather may have seen what Tyson did, some of the numbers he put up on uh, pay-per-views and said, well, hey, let's do it. Uh, so so anyway, uh, the rich get richer, and uh, I'm sure we'll see a, a good fight there in February between Mayweather and Logan Paul. Uh, I didn't talk any college football with Sam, and I think the big storyline on Saturday was BYU versus Coastal Carolina. Two undefeated teams. BYU took the game on last-minute notice, flew across the country, uh, with like two, what is it like Thursday or something or, or whatever it was, uh, they took the game, had to transport everything and their players across the country um, into uh, Myrtle Beach, Coastal Carolina, College Game Day was there. Uh, just a big scene for two programs that hey, are Division One, but are kind of that lower tier, right? Non-Power Five. And I know, I know BYU is an independent, uh, but anyway, I applaud BYU for taking the game on short notice and for Coastal Carolina for playing the game as well. But a heck of a game. It went down to the wire. One of the best finishes I think we've seen in 2020. If you haven't seen the highlights, uh, BYU was down five, threw a pass, uh, caught inside the five-yard line, was tackled just short of the goal line on the on the game's final play. Uh, plenty of excitement there. And uh, one of the best endings to a game I think we've, we've seen all year. Uh, BYU loses by a yard, maybe two, uh, for their first loss of the season in Coastal Carolina keeps their undefeated record. Really good football game. I hope both of those teams get a look at a big bowl game, uh, maybe an opportunity at a New Year's Six. I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, man, got a little cough. <clears throat> a few other things I wanted to vent about. Uh, you know, I, I love television. I love Fox Sports. I love CBS. I love these these networks that put out games for us, but it drives me crazy when they're so caught up in showing replays that they miss parts of the next play. Drives me nuts. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me, guys. It drives me absolutely up the wall. It's like, stop trying to show replays when you don't have time. All right? Sometimes it's a hurry-up situation, and some of us, yeah, we do like seeing the teams come to the line of scrimmage to kind of see the formation, what's going on. So stop trying to fit in replays real quick. All right. If you, if you don't have time, you don't have time. Someone needs to be ready to go like, oh, they're going fast. We can't do this. I got to imagine there's someone there. I, look, at, and I understand things happen. Comes up once in a while, whatever. But when it's all the time, I'm like, I missed the beginning of like five or six plays of the Rams game on Sunday. I was like, are you kidding me? Stop breaking away from the action. Oh, again, I want to, I wish, I wish you could watch games with like you're at the game. Just like an all 22 camera, maybe zoomed in a little, but just an overhead shot real or not overhead, but just a, you know, up high 50 yard line. And that was your camera. And then if there's dead time, okay, you can zoom in and, and check the goal line or whatever. But I told you a couple of years ago, it was the college football national championship game. And it was, it was like a, one of the ways you could watch the game was like you were in the stadium and they, they had a bunch of different cameras, but I tell you, man, I just want to, sometimes I just want to watch the game. I don't, I don't need the replay of, uh, 
a, you know, a three yard pass or something. It's like, come on, don't get me wrong. Replays cool. Replays cool. Sometimes it gives us answers that we wouldn't otherwise have. But man, if you don't have time, don't even try. Don't stop trying to fit it in. Ugh. Anyway, en- enough of that. I uh, saw some great O-line celebrations. I thought that about that today too. I was like, you know what? Is there anything better than O-line offensive linemen celebrating? I think it's what, you know when the guy hands them the ball and they can spike it or or maybe even as a play's going on and there's a long run and linemen see what they did and they just start celebrating. These are things you don't see and maybe don't show up in fantasy football, but these are things that I like, I happen to enjoy. So uh, anyway, um, that's probably enough out of me. There'll be there'll be plenty more for me to to chat about uh, another time. But uh, anyway, BYU Coastal Carolina definitely the game of, of the weekend on the college side of things. Uh, now Sam and I we're going to dive into some NFL conversation. We're, we're going to open it with a conversation about our Rams who got a big win on the road in Phoenix uh, over the Cardinals, and then uh, there'll be plenty of more discussions about teams. But again, guys, if you have any thoughts or comments about your favorite team. Uh, and you want to send in some questions or whatever for us to talk about on Sundays, uh, by all means, do that. We're going to try to record on Sunday evenings, Sam and I, uh, at some point, probably after the afternoon games, during the night game. So if you have uh, some thoughts on uh, the action from the weekend that was, be sure to send in some comments or whatever to kind of get Sam and I to uh, you know jump around to different topics. So anyway, I will take a quick break, and then we'll jump into the interview I did with my good brother, Sam Hersema, regarding action from NFL Sunday. Well, we're joined once again by my good brother, Sam Hersema, who's going to do a Sunday sports recap with me here as we record after most of the NFL games have finished up. Sam, good to have you back. I know you kind of had a disappearing act uh, last week, but uh, you're here this week. How are you doing? Well, I don't know. Your your girlfriend roofied me with champagne, so <laughs> I, fell, I fell asleep and didn't wake up until well, well after you were done recording. Oh yeah. Well, we got together for the, uh, um, for the Rams 49er game last week. And yeah, we were kind of in a bad mood afterwards, but that happens when the Rams play the 49ers. Uh, anyway, Sam, glad you're back here. I know you're a busy man. So, uh, we're still working on a title for your appearance on this, on this Monday, uh, sports recap. We have to throw it out to the audience maybe for some ideas. I wanted to do something like uncle Sam related, like uncle Sam pays up or, uh, refunds with Sam. I don't know. Did you have any ideas yet for the show? Uh, not really. Not yet. Uh, I, I can't really think of anything. I, I, in all honesty, I don't put too much thought in it, into it. Yeah. Well, I, Uncle Sam guides his misguided children. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yeah. So to the audience out there, uh, if you come up with something, uh, think, uh, you know, just, it's just Sam and I kind of doing a sports recap. So uh, anyway, Sam, let's dive right into it. We have to start with our LA Rams. Uh, they go to Phoenix. They get a, a tough win on the road. Uh, I got to hand it to the Cardinals. You know, they never really quit. Um, they they do have some pieces there, but I do think the Cardinals are, are still a year away as they now fall to, to six and six. Some success early, um, but did have some struggles against the Rams. W- what were your thoughts on from the Cardinals side of things, first off, in the game today with the Rams? Well, the Rams were on point with pass rush, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you really look at it, Murray still, I mean, it wasn't impressive numbers really, but he still threw for three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that, that, that was the, I, I started the game a little bit late in the first play, of course, because I was, I was doing some cleaning and weed pulling outside, but I sit down, sit down with my drink and first play I get to see is um, Kyler Murray throw 59, 59 yard touchdown pass. Well, that was fitting. <laughs> I thought I was in for a fun game. Yeah. But, you know, he's not Murray. Murray's not doing that bad. It's just pass rush was on point today. Well, I think like any quarterback, if he gets the ball rid of the ball quick, uh, he's going to be successful. He, he is a scrambler, but I thought the Rams did a really good job of attacking his outside shoulder, kind of keeping him between the numbers and the hash marks at times. Uh, they were able to get to him a little bit. If you had to guess, Sam, how many yards would you say Kyler Murray threw for today? I'd have, to, I'd have to say just under 200, probably. You are correct, sir. 173 yards, three touchdowns, but everything was very short. Outside of that first big play where it was a busted coverage, 60-yard, 59-yard touchdown pass, 
Um, they really didn't have any huge plays. They did have some, you know, good plays on that fourth and 12. They finally just started forcing the ball to Hopkins, it seemed like. Um, I, I like what Kyler Murray does, but you saw with that pick six late by the Rams that they kind of were ready to jump a route, and that's exactly what they did there in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. It's, um, you know, and you and I kind of touched on it while we were watching the game. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey being in the uh, official's ear constantly, but not in a negative way. He's just always there. Hey, man. Hey, man. Give me that call. Yeah. You know? I don't love when he complains and looks whiny, but yeah, sometimes he's there having a conversation. I think uh, that comes across a lot better. Uh, I got to tell you, Sam, the Rams ran the ball pretty well. There was a few (laughs) times they got stuffed, but we've said it before. The Rams run the ball. It sets up everything else for him. And, and and conversely, the, the play action game opens up some running lanes as well. I hate when the Rams go shotgun, empty formation. I think they're best off either running the ball or play action, making everything look exactly the same. Yeah, it's uh, I I get really we've talked about it before. I get really tired of that run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Every <laughs> every single every single time it's it gets ridiculous. But you we saw a perfect uh, when uh, what was it Henderson took off running. Mm-hmm. We saw a perfect that was a perfect um, man uh, series. Like, yeah, oh perfect yeah. play perfect play calls everything everything was just perfect. It was play action play action play action boom up the middle gone. Yeah. And uh, the big men up front were really celebrating, uh, you know, fired up as, as he's running uh, away from all of them. And just, is there anything better than offensive linemen celebrating a big play? I mean, knowing that they really made it happen. Oh, no, there's nothing better. (laughs) What what are they saying? The replacements? Because I love it. You get a fat, you get a fat guy touchdown, you get a fat guy dance, and then they're doing the sumo poses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, uh, you know, Jared Goff threw the ball well today. Uh, you know, you know what uh, was not on the stat sheet, Sam, was uh, interceptions. No interceptions, no fumbles. Uh, Jared Goff had one sack, um, but man, he he spread the ball around. 351 yards passing, uh, a lot of different receivers catching the ball. Um, he looked to be in a good rhythm, and I think that has a lot to do with a lot to do with um, you know the play calling uh, of Sean McVay. You and I both. Are like we, we love Sean McVay, but we question his like some of his methods sometimes. But ultimately, he he's he's the right guy for the job, and he knows what he's doing because he put Jared in some good situations today. Oh, definitely. It, it was just something where it worked out today. Sometimes it's just my my uh, my issue with McVay is not that he gives a shit what I think, but <laughs> he he doesn't really adapt. He just sticks to the same game plan and hoping and hope it works. Yeah, there's some truth to that. And the good thing about that is, you know, on the, on the flip side of it, it's like it's, he's usually right. I mean, there are t- times when it's not that way, um, but that's what's great about him and what people kind of question sometimes. But uh, I've learned to not really question Sean McVay. I mean, even things I did. Look, at, you're going to have bad plays. You're going to have bad play calls, bad, bad plays, fumbles, incomplete pass. You're going to have all those things. It's football. Things happen. I just – when people – think their team's not going to do something or anything wrong that that's what's funny to me so uh overall what'd you think of the rams win uh today in arizona it's a good win um the weakness is it's odd to say but it makes sense since they lost their special teams coach is has been special teams this year mm-hmm. I've, what is that the second the second punt return that they've fumbled it was cooper cup on the first one in the first few weeks and now it's the what's his name did it Simba. this week Simba Webster. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then near the end of the game, when it was kickoff, they let them return it to almost like uh, their own 40 yard line. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not so. great day from the special teams. A missed field goal as well. Um, you know, tough stuff definitely, but Hey, uh, that, that happens and you got to have one weak spot, I guess, as long as you don't have too many weak spots, uh, you can survive that. So uh, anyway, a good win for the Rams. They go to eight and four. And I got to tell you, Sam, it's nice to have a Sunday evening where the Rams are in first place because you know what? We're going to talk about some other games here. Uh, one of the big shockers of the day is the New York football Giants go into Seattle and beat the Seattle Seahawks. Not just beat them, but they hold them to 12 points. Uh, the Seahawks fall to eight and four. The Rams have the tiebreaker. So after losing to the Niners last week, the Rams are now again at the top of the NFC West. And the New York Giants, you know, don't look now, but they've won four games in a row. 
They're not that glamorous, but Sam, they play some real defense. They're nasty. Their, their head coach, Joe Judge, is a special teams guy from New England. The, the Giants team, they play some real good defense. They're nasty. They force turnovers. Um, good pressure up front. I mean, don't look now, but here come the New York Giants at 5-7. and seven. Yeah, I, I mean, their defense is actually pretty – they're pretty interesting to watch. Uh, it's just pressure, pressure, pressure at all yeah. times. And then the Giants, they're uh, – <laughs> it just seems like their offense has abandoned passing altogether, and it's all <laughs> just about the running. <laughs> it's kind of weird to say with Barkley, like, out, but it just seems like what it is, what it – I don't know what his name was. One of the running backs went over 100 yards today and had an average of, I don't know, over over six yards a carry or something like that. Yeah, uh, Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman, uh, great name. Uh, but, yeah, 135 yards, 16 carries. Hey, the Giants, uh, they, they definitely have an identity, and, and they're doing uh, what they do. It's not glamorous football by any means. But remember when they played the Rams in L.A. Uh, in, early in the season – and the game was like 17 to nine and Rams fans were like, what is this? This is the Giants. But at the same time, you look back now and you're like, well, that Giants defense is pretty good. And uh, it was a big win for them on the road. And Rams fans are thankful that they beat Seattle. Uh, you know, Seattle's lost a few games now. They looked invincible early on. But I think if you put pressure on Russell Wilson, uh, you know, get him off rhythm and don't let him scramble around. Uh, Seattle's a beatable team. They really are. <clears throat> yeah, and it wasn't – that's even the funny part is Russell Wilson, like he still – I think he threw a, he threw an interception today. His completion percentage wasn't the best in the world. But, you know, overall he didn't even – his, even his bad games aren't that bad. No, no, not at all. Russell Wilson <clears throat> is still uh, Russell Wilson and, and going to do great things. It's just when, when you put him on the ground a few times with, with the defensive front, the you know, sacks and, and pressures, I, I think it – it's a formula really to, uh, to, to put yourself in a position to beat Seattle. And uh, man, the giants, I, you know, at five and seven, they look to be taking command of that <laughs> NFC East division, that terrible division uh, in football. Uh, so, so thank you giants for the big win there from uh, LA Rams fans. Okay. Let's talk about the other New York team because the New York jets, <laughs> the, other, the New York jets at 0 and 11. Uh, let's be honest. They outplayed the Raiders most of the game. In New, in New Jersey today. Uh, the Raiders uh, gave up the lead late, and New, the Jets were, go, were ahead 28-24 with like 11 seconds left. And wouldn't you know it, Sam, the Jets uh, probably pulled the most Jets thing ever, and they let a receiver deep behind a defensive back, and the Raiders scored a touchdown. Great throw from Carr, uh, a great play from um, Henry Ruggs, third, to score. Hey, they got to execute it. Uh, a miracle in the Meadowlands for sure. Uh, but the, Ra the Raiders pull out a victory. The Jets go to 0-12. I mean, w was that just the most Jets thing ever, Sam? Did you see that? I mean, how bad was that? I saw it. I tuned in around that time. Um, <laughs> I really don't have anything to say about it. It's just <laughs> that's, how, that's just how it is with the Jets, and especially this year. It almost looked on purpose. It, like, it almost looked like uh, the defensive back – for the Jets, who I guess uh, went on, uh, his name is Marcus May. He went off after the game. He ripped the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, for the call, for like uh, the, the defensive call on the field. But it looked to me like he bit hard on a play. He wasn't supposed to let anyone behind him. He didn't have safety help. There were other safeties covering the other areas of the field. And he just let the guy run right by him. I mean, that's not the defensive coordinator's fault. That's your fault. I don't know how intelligent some of these guys are. I don't know. It's... <laughs> I, th I think the Jets just need to claim COVID the rest of the season and call it a, and call it a day. <laughs> they are desperate to get that number one pick, I guess. And I was sitting there the whole game going, man, I, it would be great if the New York Jets got their first win over the Raiders. That'd be fantastic. And uh, just, just couldn't do it. Could not hold on. Uh, Jacksonville, they lost today uh, to Minnesota in overtime, a very good game. Uh, Jacksonville's one and 11. So they're going neck and neck for that first round pit for that first overall pick with the Jets. But, I, I get – I've been critical of the Raiders. I've given them some love. I don't know what to make of the Raiders, Sam. Uh, you can't be losing to the Jets with under a minute to play. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, they're going to be okay. I mean, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. They need another year or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they're nothing glamorous. They're not, they're not going to go deep into the playoffs or anything like that. It, it's, they're, they're a, uh, they're a, uh, it's construction in process. Yeah. Construction. <laughs> you know? No, that's good. That's a good way to put it. Um, they're just inconsistent. Like I thought they were a little more stable than this. And I mean, after getting blown out by Atlanta last week, you figured they would have gone in with the jets and, and had a better, um, you know, mental side of things going in, but uh, they didn't play well today. Now I'll give them credit. They won the game. They, they, they executed the, the deep throw there late. Um, so the Raiders, you know, don't look now, but, but they, they continue to, to win. They get back in the winning track column, I should say. But, man, the Jets. The Jets are just a mess. I, I don't know how Adam Gase, their head coach, is still around, um, how he survives this season. He's definitely got to be gone after that last game, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. And I, what did I see? I think I saw it flash on the TV during the Rams game. Was that Sam Darnold's first touchdown pass since week three? I think, yes, I think I did hear that too, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Did you get mono all season again or what? <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. Oh, the Jets, they're just a mess. And it, I feel bad for Sam Darnold because, man, I really thought this was a good, good fit for him. Adam Gase, he had high praise, but he's just been a disaster. And, yeah, they got to make a move and, uh, and, and make some changes. Um, let's talk about another team that I think will be losing their head coach soon. I, I just – I like him. I've never met him, but, but I think uh, Anthony Lynn and the L.A. Chargers, I, I really like, like I said, I like hearing him talk. I like his coaching style, but the results are what matter. And they went into this game at three and eight, and they just got absolutely steamrolled by the New England Patriots, a Patriots team that isn't really that great. They're a 500 team. They improved to six and six, but the Chargers, man, just when you thought, okay, well, maybe they'll finish out the year and they'll be all right. I mean, Sam, they got destroyed at home. It wasn't even close. It was 45 nothing. the uh, Patriots over the Chargers in L.A. And, I mean, Anthony Lynn's got to go, don't you think? I hate saying it, but there's no way he survives this, does he? No, no way. And I'll even do an interesting stat for you there. Also something that I saw. I know that the Patriots put in put in another quarterback at the end of the game. I think he threw a touchdown too. But Cam Newton did not throw for over 100 yards. Cam Newton had 69 more passing yards than you and I combined. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I, I, yeah. Impressive. I, mean, I, I don't – people worshipped this guy years ago. And I said, well, we'll see, we'll see if it's sustainable. And – I, I just, he can't complete passes. It's, it's, people are open. He's got like that Vince Young girly throw look. And, and, and it's just like Cam Newton can't do anything. I, I don't know how the Patriots keep winning. Well, I mean, he can run the ball. He ran for a, at least one touchdown that I saw. But it's, I mean, that's not, like we've said, that's not sustainable. He's just <laughs> going to get hurt again. He's, isn't he coming off of a full year of an injury? A full year injury last yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. Banged up last year. And so the, the solution is to have him run the ball a lot, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's a great idea. I got to tell you this though, Sam, I, I may have found your, your, well, you have a few favorite players, but I don't know if you saw this guy. Uh, his name is Gunnar Olszewski. He's, he's from Bemidji state, uh, which I think is D2 or D3 or something. I don't know for sure, but uh, this guy had quite a day for the New England Patriots on Sunday. He ran a pump back for a touchdown. He had uh, a 38-yard touchdown reception. I mean, a little dude that doesn't even look like his uniform fits him. Uh, He went off. I don't know how the Patriots find these guys. He doesn't look like a football player. He looks like a skateboarder or something. And he just went off in this game. It's unbelievable what the Patriots do. Well, in that case, Coach I'm waiting to be signed. Let's see what I, let's see what I can do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. All the, I guess he's the new one. Yeah. You're, I mean, how, many, how many of those guys have we seen that Belichick has just been thrown out there and been like, yeah, we got this. He's a guy who's overlooked, like, you know, Julian Edelman, uh, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola. They just find these little receiver guys. Hogan. Hogan, yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm like, where do they find these guys? And then they, they get in the Patriot system, and they just they put up these numbers. It's unreal. 
So, um, plus any guy named Gunner. Gunner's a cool name, I think. Good sports name. Great sports name. Gunner Stahl. Gunner Stahl. D2 Mighty Ducks. D2 Mighty Ducks. Well said. Yeah, good reference. Uh, absolutely. Any guy named Gunner, you gotta got to be beware of. Uh, but anyway, the Patriots, Sam, a little bit of a scheduling break. They beat the Chargers in L.A. They're staying here in L.A. Um, until uh, Thursday when they play the Rams again in SoFi. So that they don't have to go anywhere for their short week. They play the Rams in SoFi. Um, that's kind of a break in the schedule, is it? Isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of nice. No travel whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, are they? I mean, with the new lockdown, are they able? Are they allowed to leave Los um, Angeles? Oh, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? Are they in a, Are the New England Patriots an essential business in Los Angeles? I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Are the Patriots going to squeak by into the playoffs? Dude, I think I think they find a way to get in. I really do. I mean, the the tough thing is the AFC is to, so tough. They're not going to catch the Bills. We know that. And then the Dolphins, they're obviously in the mix, right? They're in the mix, not only for the division, but obviously a wild card. And I don't know. I mean, it might be too little too late, but the Patriots are six and six, four games left. They play on Thursday against the Rams. So who knows where that leaves them after Thursday night. And I don't know, man, if they sneak in, I will say this, it will be one of Bill Belichick's best coaching jobs of all time. Yeah. Regardless of what he does in the playoffs. Uh huh. A hundred percent. And would you agree with this, Sam, that I think that the one-year experiment with Cam Newton is definitely over, and they either go make a splash in free agency next year or um, maybe draft a quarterback late in, or whenever they uh, pick in the first round? Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be the first thing that they do, regardless of what happens between now and the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They're going to find some, I don't know, 76th round quarterback <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> that is going to turn out to be Tom Brady 2.0, but yeah, they, they definitely need a quarterback. And I already know, I know that this was, maybe this was probably just to this Cam Newton thing was just to get them by for this season. Just a yeah. little, little experiment, like turn some heads and maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't, but next year, then we'll focus on the rebuilding process. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Spare tire. They're, they're drive, you can't drive on a spare tire forever, but it gets you home, gets you to the mechanic, right? Just get you by. And, uh, yeah, they're depending on defense. They're special teams for sure. Uh, they blocked a field goal, had a return for a touchdown. I mean, as good as the Patriots special teams was today against the Chargers, the Chargers special teams was just awful. And, um, yeah, the Patriots, they're grinding away. And don't look now, but it's December. And uh, they, they start playing good football that time of year, regardless of who is quarterback. So keep your eye on the Patriots. Uh, but that and AFC East should be something interesting down the road. Well, Sam, I hate to say this. I really, really I know do. Where, uh, I know where this is going. Do you know where this is going? The, are we going to start talking about the Browns now? Ah, uh, we are. And, you know, I, I woke up. I slept in a little bit today. I woke up and I looked at my phone and I saw nothing but tweets from Clay Travis talking about he's a huge Titans fan and just being like, that's the worst half of football ever I've ever seen from the Titans. And I went, oh, God, don't tell me Baker Mayfield and the Browns are doing well. And uh, I've been very critical of Baker Mayfield, but you know what? In his his biggest game of his career, probably, uh, they go to Nashville and they really dominate the Titans. The Titans came back, made it uh, a one-score game, but the the Browns were up big in the first half. Very, very big. And you got to hand it to Baker Mayfield. I hate saying it, but four touchdown passes, over 300 yards, no interceptions, no sacks. I mean, guy played out of his mind. 25 of 33. That, that, that happened to just come up on the TV right now. Not to sound <laughs> like a professional or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't blame you. Uh, uh, you know, I've been talking all year about how Baker's just kind of managing the game. He hands the ball off really well and the, and the Browns run the football, but today, I mean, he just went off and the Titans defense, I, I don't know what they, if they were just planning for to stopping the rushing attack all day or what, but they looked bad. Uh, their their pass defense gave up a lot of yards. And then the Browns defense, heck, they held Derrick Henry to 60 yards. So the Browns, I think here we are in week 13. I'm going to say it. I don't want to say it, but it, 
the Browns are for real. The Browns are for real. Who told you this a few weeks ago? <laughs> Just because you're a Baker Mayfield lookalike. Uh, I, I, am, I think in a few weeks here, Baker Mayfield will do, will do something stupid where, you know, the police have to chase him again. Uh, that, that's what I think probably happens, um, you know, but, but we'll see. So um, I don't think the Browns catch the Steelers, um, but I do think the Browns are going to finish in that division higher than the Ravens are. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I don't think the Ravens are going to go that far to begin with. So like they're, they're kind of crumbling. Like I, I think I said that a few weeks ago, I think that they're just kind of going to crumble. Yeah. I wasn't so certain about the, the Browns down the stretch and then the Ravens they're they're really struggling, but here's the Browns remaining schedule. And there's one game on there to me that, okay, they're going to win. They're going to win the other three. They're up in the air, Sam. Here's the Browns. They host the Ravens. They go to the New York Jets, excuse me, the New York Giants. The following week, they go to the New York Jets, so two games in New Jersey, and then they finish the year hosting the Steelers. So that final game of the season could have tremendous playoff implications if, that is, the Steelers slow down a little bit, which I don't know if they will. So what do you think of that four-game stretch to finish the year out for the Browns? Mm, if If I'm a betting man, I think what did wait, what did the Ravens do this week? The Ravens play uh, Tuesday against Dallas. Oh goodness! Okay, so, I think the Browns are going to take that game because the Ravens have been on a really odd schedule in playing football. <laughs> yeah, they have. No, I mean that's their fault, but I think they beat the Ravens. I go three and one. Do you? Th- okay, I, I think two and two. Quite honestly. Uh, but we'll see, you know, in four weeks, you'll be able to tell me I was wrong again and uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, I think that win in uh, back-to-back weeks, go into the Meadowlands. That's kind of nice. Uh, although, uh, the giants, I think that giant D might give Baker some, uh, some trouble, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, the Cleveland Brown, what a weird year 2020 is the Cleveland Browns are now nine and three and, uh, potentially going for one of the top seeds in the AFC. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, well, let's see, Sam. That world-class athlete is going to be named Super Bowl MVP this year. Oh, I promise you. Stop it. Just stop it. Uh, other storylines, nothing too big. I mean, the, the Chicago Bears, they, they dropped a game late to the Lions. They blew a 10-point lead late. Uh, the Saints got a big win over the Falcons, which is no easy task, despite how bad the Falcons all are. The, the Colts uh, beat uh, the Houston Texans. And Sam, what are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? I, the, the Texans have underachieved. They're, they're now four and eight. Um, but there was all this hype around Deshaun Watson. Do you think he's still one of the elite quarterbacks in the league? Uh, I think he is. Mm-hmm. I still think I, maybe not maybe not elite this season, but he still. I think he has still has something to give. Mm-hmm. It, if I if I had to guess. He, <clears throat> I didn't watch that game, but if I had to guess, he probably threw an interception, um, maybe had a, maybe threw for a touchdown pass. But if you look at his completion percentage and pro and yards, most likely, don't quote me, I'm assuming that they're good numbers. Mm-hmm. It, it's I I have a lot of faith in Deshaun Watson. I I I mean as a I actually think he's a he's a decent person to begin with, but as a player, I think. I think he's still, I think he's still, he still could do something special. I don't know what's wrong with the Texans, but that's what I feel about him. Well, I think head coaching matters, right? And, and they'll get somebody in there who makes a difference. I think really they need, they needed a fresh start. So with the firing of Bill O'Brien, I think that's probably a good thing. Um, yeah. Deshaun Watson, it wasn't quite as, it was a low snap. Uh, they were down by six with a minute and a half left and low snap. He fumbled it. Um, that's kind of how the game ended. Um, he still puts up good numbers, but it seems like it's all on him, right? And uh, they just – they don't have a consistent run game. He runs around a little bit too much for my taste, as I'm sure you know that. But, um, yeah, I think Houston will be back. I, I just – this year you got to kind of just wash it away and be like, all right, let's start fresh next year. And I think they will get a good, the right coach in there next season. <laughs> yeah, they'll be uh, – they'll be back at some point, and I think it will be with him at quarterback. No doubt about it. Well, um, nothing else really to write home about. The, the, uh, the Eagles made a switch at quarterback in the middle of their game, made a little comeback against Green Bay. Uh, do you think 
the Eagles will go to Jalen Hurts the rest of the season. I love Carson Wentz, but he just hasn't gotten it done. I mean, what do you think about uh, the Eagles making the switch at quarterback? And does, does Jalen Hurts deserve a shot now that the Eagles are three, eight, and one? What do you really have to lose? To be honest, like Jalen Jalen Hurts, like he, yeah, he, in the little in the little time he played, he looked pretty good. He looked okay. And I know he runs a little bit too much for you, and you don't like that. But I think that he's an actual. I think that he deserves an actual chance. We have to lose. Well, when I saw him in college, you know, you're right. You're up. What do they have to lose at this point? Get him some game experience, some game reps. I, I just think that they have a chance to still make the playoffs, which is weird to say. Um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts, when he was in college, he was a guy that threw the ball from the pocket. He's athletic, but I wouldn't have considered him like a running quarterback, right? Um, a very yeah. good passer. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I hate seeing Carson Wentz struggle. I think he's a good guy, a good example, you know, a leader and everything. But I mean, it's all about the results, man. And if he can't piece it together, maybe a change is needed, at least to at least give it a look, right? Give Jalen a look and see what happens. Yeah, why not? It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, you you have a small chance of getting into the playoffs, and you're gonna lose your first game in the playoffs. What do you what do you have to lose just starting him for a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I mean he might be he might be the answer. So so we'll see. But uh, yeah, some um, definite changes coming. They're not gonna get rid of Doug Peterson. Uh, he's won a Super Bowl there. And uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be there long-term, I think, but uh, they've start, struggled this year and man, even good teams, they have bad years. That's just the nature of the business, Sam. So um, it's pretty crazy with some games to look forward to. Uh, there's two games Monday night. There's actually a game Tuesday night, uh, but tonight, Sam, it's kind of weird. Not only is there an NFL game, but the USC Trojans are playing Washington state. Kind of weird to see uh, a college game on a Sunday. But here we are in this weird uh, world of 2020 where we get uh, random sporting events on, on certain nights. And uh, I think it's on Fox Sports 1. But, uh, yeah, w- what do you think of kind of all these different schedule changes we have where we got college games on Sundays, we got Tuesday afternoon NFL games. I mean, I, I like that they're at least trying to make things work. What do you think? I enjoy it. It, it gives you a random – gives you random games to watch at random times. Like I got to watch the Steelers at work that last week, this last week. Oh, paid great. to watch football. Really? must be nice. Yeah. That's about all I did at work. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, well, Sam, there was some news today that broke uh, regarding boxing. And uh, there was a pretty good fight uh, Saturday night. I watched it. Errol Spence and uh, Danny Garcia – Errol Spence came back after his horrific car accident. You and I actually, a few months after his accident, went to that outside that bar where he crashed his Ferrari uh, in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went out there, and so it was cool to see him come back and get a W uh, in the ring uh, Saturday night in Dallas. Uh, but a big fight that was announced for February, it's going to be an exhibition or whatever, but it's going to be Floyd Money Mayweather coming out of retirement to fight YouTube star, uh, Logan Paul, what are your thoughts? I'm so excited about that. <laughs> Rolling um, your eyes. I might, I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to think about that. To be honest with you, it's it's kind of a, kind of a joke. But whatever, it's going to make them both a lot of money, probably for no reason. So I like. So you- I like Mayweather because he's all about the money, but <laughs> you're, you're going to fight a YouTube guy that has, to my knowledge, has fought one time and lost. No, I think he, I think he won, didn't he? Or maybe it was his brother. Didn't Jake Paul's too? I, don't, I'm, I lose track of the Paul brothers. Yeah, Jake Paul is the one that won. He's like 2-0, and I think. Knocked out Logan Nate Robinson. Paul. Yeah, but I think he's 2-0 and in an actual professional boxing career. But... Logan Paul, he's 0-1. I don't understand why, what I'm supposed to care about in that. It's like watching a kitten fight a puppy. <laughs> well, we'll, we shall see. But, uh, yeah, guys who make money love making more money. And uh, that's what I'm sure 
we will see uh, in February. But, I mean, boxing, we kind of need – it was interesting seeing the Tyson fight, Sam, in that how many people bought that pay-per-view? How many people were interested in an eight-round fight between 50-year-olds? I think that had something to do with this decision, with Mayweather coming out of retirement and, uh, you know, making some more, more money going in the ring. And for young guys like Paul, the Paul brothers – they're looking for opportunities. They'll fight whoever. So I don't know. Boxing seems to be taking this turn right now where it's just about big events and trying to get eyes on, on their sport. That's fair. That's completely fair, but it's, <laughs> this isn't something I'm interested in. Like with Tyson and um, Roy Jones Jr., like that was actually two professionals. Like at, and even though, that, even though they're well past their prime, it's something you wanted to see, mm-hmm. especially the way they promoted it. Like Tyson coming out with his videos and showing you he it's, he still got it. I was like, holy crap! Of course, he's the, he's one, of the, probably in my opinion, the greatest fighter, the greatest fighter ever. So, like, of course, I'm gonna be like, well, yeah, I want to see him fight again. <laughs> to see Mayweather like avoid getting hit by a YouTube a YouTuber. Who has only fought another YouTuber, I believe, and won. I don't really care about that. Yeah, Unless you're I, buying. If I'm, yeah, no kidding. Um, well, I, I found. I told you today. I like that Fight app, F I T E. It's uh, pretty cool, easy for pay per views, and uh, you can even watch it with other friends. I think. But uh, we'll we'll be we'll be talking about that soon. I'm sure. Yeah, with the whole YouTube sensation thing, I, I don't quite know what to make of it yet. I mean, again, it's all about results. If you can put up or shut up, then it is what it is. Um, but but all, all I know is you and I both like good fights. We like drama. We like to build up to big fights. And uh, whether it be boxing or UFC, uh, you know, good, good stuff for sure. Uh, McGregor fighting uh, in January, right? That should be fun to watch. Yeah, that'll be a good, that'll be a good fight. Uh, I think McGregor wins again. But, and that'll just, uh, that leads into the next fight, really. I, I don't. It, it, it'll be a good fight, but it's not, it's not a really a wow aspect. It's, yeah. it's just good to see him back in, in the octagon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, well, Sam, let me ask you this. Did you get a chance? Did you see that video of that high school uh, football player just absolutely decking that high school referee after he was ejected? Did you see that? I did see it. Yeah. What do you think is a realistic punishment for, uh, a, a player who does that, at least at the high school level. Um, expulsion, and you're never allowed to play the game of football, organized professionally, college, high school, ever again. I, I like that. I like. We didn't even rehearse that. I, I am uh, totally in favor of that. You know what they did actually in Texas? They don't mess around. Capital punishment in that state. Uh, uh, they said. They took the team from the playoff. That team was a playoff game. That team won the game. They removed that team from the playoffs. So you kind of punish an entire team for somebody's actions, but I'm all in favor of it. I mean, I thought it was ridiculous. And um, yeah, it, it was uh, definitely warranted. And it had, just has no place in our, in our uh, society. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that type of behavior, do you think that has anything to do with this attack on like authority? We see how like cops are mistreated and attacked now. I mean, I'm not saying referees are cops for sure, but I think I think there's some correlation there into how adults these days are behaving with authority, and now you're seeing it with kids uh, there on a football field. Yeah, you're seeing kids with uh, that are growing up and not, and having a lack of accountability, mm-hmm. and you know, which, which to the point of the school or the um, Texas taking out taking out that school from the playoffs like that's still not accountability on his end he's not getting punished the team is but he's got if he's not a senior he has another year he has another year to go do whatever he wants or yeah or he can go off and play college he's, he doesn't care obviously he showed us that when he did when he did what he did yeah but yeah that's in in today's world that person is probably praised in some circles yeah yeah and for sure it's sad. Just, yeah, just like the, just like a person who goes uh, goes up to a police officer and shoots him. Like in some circles, that person is praised. Yeah, and it's sad. I mean, and I know it's a it's a rare situation. It doesn't happen that often, but still, uh, when you see it out there, it's just unacceptable. And I really wish that 
uh, we as society would see that everyone's actions matter and we can't just um, post everything on the internet and be like, oh yeah, we're, you know, we're rioting for a good reason. It's like, no, there's, there's, there's a lot of carryover to this stuff that, that ends up happening. So anyway, let, let me finish Sam with um, kind of a topic with you. Um, as I was watching the fight last night, I was thinking, you know, fighters go into their corners and you got two or three guys giving instructions, wiping their face down, putting ice on them, uh, bandages, water, and then instructions. Uh, have you ever thought to yourself, Sam, like, man, during the day, during your work day or, or whenever, like it would be, what would it be like to have corner men in, like throughout your day? Like every few minutes, you know, you go from your job, it's what you're working on to go, okay, one minute break, sit in a corner, have someone rub you down, give you instructions. Hey, Sam, hey, hey, great job on that paperwork, but here's what I need you to do. Uh, I need you to uh, a little faster or whatever. You kind of know what I'm saying, what it would be like to have a corner man in, uh, in real life. My brother, that is the definition of a cigarette break. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. A little yeah, cigarette you, kinda, you, you stand out there, you talk to yourself, you're like, oh, I'm not so bad. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. Maybe maybe a, a motivational speaker, maybe a little theme song to go with you to go with it. It'd be great. Someone coming up. Hey, it's going to be all right. Hey, Sam, Sam, work the jab, meaning, hey, hey, type a little faster. Hey, uh, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that. And then, yeah, uh, get a little water, get a little cigarette. You're good to go. That's, that's hilarious that it's. <laughs> in, I, I will, I will say like in, in, the, in the corporate world, those people annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> Why? Guys, guys. Guys, we, we achieved this quarter's numbers already, and we are projected to get an extra 2% of what we needed. So great job. We're going to have a little get-together where we're going to make you hot dogs, and it's all going to be great. For, it's all going to be great. We, got, we, we expect big things from everybody. You're all doing a great job. And by the way, thank you for working through this pandemic. <laughs> Same speech every time? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I got to tell you, Sam, you get to watch football at work and you get hot dogs. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good job to me. Yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> and, and you get your smoke breaks. I mean, where you get, uh, I mean, can you imagine uh, Freddie Roach in your corner uh, every few minutes, you know, during work, just coming in and saying, hey, you're doing a great job. Let's, uh, let's keep bouncing around. Come on, Sam. The day's almost over. Well, I found out uh, uh, where I work. I won't specifically say where, even though I probably have already. Uh, I do know that there were, there's been a lot of like, you know, celebrities, past presidents that have been in the building that I work in. I know that uh, Clinton, Clinton was there, Bush was there, and my man Trump was there too. <laughs> and, and so when there's a specific floor that guests always go to when they're, and they're presented information, and right now during the pandemic, nobody's on those floors. Nobody's on that specific floor or the other one. And sometimes I go down there, I go use a restroom. And I'm just like, you know, a president might have used this urinal. <laughs> That's a good thought. Good thought to end on. My goodness. Wow. Well, Sam, I appreciate you uh, chatting with me on Sundays uh, late at night after football. Well, there's one more game left, but the Chiefs should probably uh, beat down the Broncos. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> Any more thoughts on now that uh, everyone has played, uh, you know, 12 games or 13? Yeah, 12 games really with everyone having a bye. Uh, there's still three football games left, which is weird. Two on Monday and one on Tuesday. Um, but any parting remarks as far as just the general observation of the NFL, really, uh, now that we are into December? Um, keep getting some positive tests of COVID so I can have games throughout the entire week. <laughs> As always, Sam, you are the team player, the consummate professional, and uh, <laughs> you always look at it, always look at the bright side or through the uh, smoky side with your cigarettes for sure. Glass is half full, my brother. I can't wait until I get up tomorrow morning and see the lack of traffic. Thank you for the <laughs> shutdown. More shutdowns. You're the only person in California who, who likes the whole shutdown thing. You, you're all about shorter lines, no traffic, and uh, people staying at home, not doing anything. 
because everything I like to do is essential. I like to watch sports. I like to drink whiskey and I like to smoke cigarettes. Those are all essential. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> well, Sam, I know December uh, is one of your favorite months because Christmas is around the corner. Are you, are you all jolly and excited about the great holiday? Oh, good God. <laughs> well, yeah. Start it. I have, a, I have a girlfriend now, and she's already talking about decorating my place, which is cool, as long as I don't have to do it. <laughs> Sam and I could not be more opposite on Christmas, our, our, uh, our, our thoughts and our excitement level, for sure. Oh, yeah, it's great. A holiday <laughs> that manipulates you into buying things for people. You're not manipulated. No one's forcing you to do anything. If I, if I get you a gift, anybody who is listening out there, by the way, none of you are getting gifts. But if I get you a gift, congratulations. I tolerate you, and you didn't piss me off this year. If I didn't get you a gift, try harder next year. <laughs> Again, might as well call you St. Nick. Holy man, that's uh, well said, Sam. That about sums up you for sure. Well, Merry Christmas. I will be saying it for another few more weeks just to piss you off. And uh, yeah, get those decorations up. I, I think they'd be great in the background there for you. Yeah, it'd be okay. We can maybe we could uh, maybe we could do a live video here of all my Christmas decorations or lack thereof. Oh, it'd be great. Santa Sam, Santa Sam has a great uh, great ring to it. So Sam, thanks again. Appreciate your takes on uh, some other sports topics today. And let's try to do this weekly if we can, huh? Sunday nights if you if you don't have too many whiskeys or or last week's champagne. Yeah, thanks, Val. <laughs> um yeah i think every week should work uh probably early probably we'll have to do it like this week before the sunday night game because i of course by the time 8 30 hits i'm already about six whiskeys in i'm not going to make much sense i hear you i hear you no we will do that plus we have an hour to kill really between the end of the afternoon games and the night game so i think it's perfect i think it's perfect so thanks again sam i know you got some things to go do maybe some christmas shopping good luck out there no, I just got to go get toilet paper. <laughs> Before it's all hoarded again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, go Rams. Great win. Uh, hey, short week. They play the New England Patriots on Thursday. Um, I'm going to be doing some recording and watching it at like midnight again. But uh, hopefully they can piece it together. Maybe win that NFC West, huh? Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. God willing. God willing. <laughs> yeah. We'll well, I'll let you go. Thanks again, Sam. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. All righty. Thanks again, Sam Hersema. Only you could uh, somehow send our conversation into the direction of a smoke break. Only you, my brother. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy Sunday evening. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode on Monday at work. As it seems, you got a pretty good life over there in a corporate Newport Beach. You got no traffic anymore. You got a short drive. You got uh, you can watch football in the middle of the day at work, and you got these smoke breaks uh, built into the day. So, man, I, I, I where, where do we apply, Sam? I mean. It sounds like you sounds like you were just living the life. So, uh, man alive, uh, good for you, happy for you, and uh, thanks again for joining us. We look forward to hearing more of your thoughts uh, next week on uh, Sunday night as we record for our Monday episode with our sports recap coverage. Well, guys, that's it for today's show. A rather quick one. Just thought we'd throw it together and and get this out for you guys to uh, listen to a few things on Monday morning. Uh, you know, I will say that in moving forward, again, busy schedule, especially with me at FedEx working six days a week and some very long hours. The episodes might not be as long, but we're going to try to make the most of them. Uh, Bill Barnes, I know he's busy as well. His episodes will probably be cut down to about an hour. And uh, with our Friday guests, those might be a little longer because it's like a long form interview. But we try to record those in advance. We try to record those uh, where we have time on the weekend so that they can go a little longer. But um, recording with Sam on Sunday nights and then Bill Barnes on probably Tuesday nights, is going to be a little more difficult. So bear with me. I appreciate you uh, bearing, being patient with me all this time as there's been plenty of ups and downs with this podcast. And uh, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, just very much appreciative of the listeners out there. I know a, a few of you 
who listen uh, religiously every day, and I greatly appreciate it. Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Send us an email with a content suggestion, maybe a question, or if you just want to vent about your favorite sports team, I totally get that. If you have questions or uh, comments directed to Bill Barnes, Make sure you get those in by Monday, probably Monday afternoon, because we will either record with Bill Monday night, Tuesday morning, or Tuesday night. So uh, that's uh, better safe than sorry. Get them in early. Sunday nights would be great too, uh, just so that you know we can piece everything together when we sit down and record with Bill Barnes, who, as you know, is a very busy man. He defeated COVID-19, and uh, he's out there doing the Lord's work in his uh, security detail job. So uh, plenty to do for Bill Barnes, and we're just grateful that he's able to sit down with us weekly here on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. He will be here on Wednesday's episode. We'll get an episode out, try to get it out nice and early for you guys, you early risers who are doing workouts, uh, who are sitting at your desk uh, just trying to start the day off, whatever the case is. We appreciate you tuning in, and I know that uh, you you are appreciative of when episodes get out early. It gives you all day to uh, to listen, and you can start your uh, episode listening with a nice cup of coffee bright and early. So that's our goal. We're going to keep pushing forward here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Happy December. Happy Monday. Hope everyone is doing well. I know there's a lot to do. There's Christmas cards. There's Christmas shopping. There's uh, you know Christmas plans. There's lots going on. And even though Sam hates Christmas, I do not hate Christmas. I love Christmas. And uh, even though I only have two more days off before Christmas, which is crazy to think about, I have a lot to do in that short amount of time. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but it's going to be my goal to fit in some podcasting as well as uh, all the other things that Christmas uh, comes with. So guys, hope all is well. Have a wonderful Christmas season. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.